Poo-Poo and the Dragons by C.S. Forrester Chapter 7 One day Poo-Poo and his father and mother that's three lots of names for you to remember were sitting out on the lawn with Horatio and Poo-Poo was tuning in the portable radio. Of course Mr. Brown, being a very clever man wanted to listen to the symphony concert but Poo-Poo tuned in to the serial about Dead-Eye Dick, the Ranger of the West. Mr. Brown sat back in his chair with his eyes shut, because that was the best way he could think. And Poo-Poo listened to the serial, which was very exciting, because Dead-Eye Dick was having a great deal of trouble with rustlers and Indians. Poo-Poo was very careless, because he ought to have remembered about the feud there was between dragons and Indians. Do you remember about that feud? It dates back from when Columbus discovered America. Anyway, the Indians were yelling their loudest when Horatio suddenly sat up and opened his mouth, and, snap, that radio disappeared inside him, and Mr. Brown opened his eyes just too late. "'Now, isn't that a nuisance?' said Mr. Brown. But it seemed much more of a nuisance to Horatio, because the Indians went on yelling inside him, and Horatio was very puzzled, and did not know what to do about it. "'I think we ought to do something about it,' said Mrs. Brown. "'Oh, dear,' said Mr. Brown. "'What with dragons and little boys, there's never a minute's peace in this house.' Horatio was doubled up in a knot, sniffing at the middle of himself where the Indians were yelling, until at last the yells died away gradually, because Dead-Eye Dick could always fight a lot of Indians successfully. When the yells had quite finished, a voice from the middle of Horatio said very solemnly, this is KSFO San Francisco. And some very beautiful music followed. It looks to me, said Mr. Brown, as if I shall have to take that dragon round with me if I am going to listen to the symphony concert. I think we ought to do something about it, said Mrs. Brown again. I shall go and telephone Dr. Packinghampton. I don't expect you'll have to hear his name more than once to remember it. And so she did, and when she came out of the house again, she said to Poo-Poo, "'The doctor has some free time now, and you had better walk down to see him with Horatio.' And so Poo-Poo got up, and Horatio followed him, and Poo-Poo's father said, "'I suppose that's good-bye to my symphony concert.' Now that the Indians had left off yelling, Horatio was quite happy again, and he skipped along the street beside Poo-Poo with a man's voice singing away inside him and as they walked down the street they met a man walking up who was very smart indeed. He had shoes on which shone so wonderfully you could see them a half-mile off, and he had a gold wrist-watch covered with diamonds and black side-whiskers in front of his ears. This man stopped and looked at Horatio and then at Poo-Poo and then back again at Horatio. "'Goodness gracious me,' he said, "'is this your dragon?' "'Yes,' said Poo-Poo. "'Well, my name,' said the man with the side-whiskers, reaching in his pockets for a visiting-card, "'is Percival Coromandel, a name which you have doubtless heard of, and a name which you will have to remember. "'I am the proprietor of Coromandel's great three-ring circus.' "'Golly,' said Poo-Poo, because he had been thinking about Coromandel's great three-ring circus ever since he saw the first poster.' "'This singing dragon of yours,' said Mr. Coromandel, "'seems to me to be a rather an interesting specimen. "'Have you ever heard of a singing dragon before?' "'No, sir, I haven't,' said Poo-Poo. "'And as he said it, the gentleman who was singing at the broadcasting station, 
I think his name was Giulio Fantocini, but I am not sure, went up to his top note, and Horatio positively shook with the noise that was coming out from inside of him, and so did the windows of all the houses around. That's fine, said the circus proprietor. Are you and your dragon doing anything tomorrow? Nothing special, sir, said Poopoo. Well, said Mr. Coromandel, I'd like you to bring him to the circus so that other people can hear him. Can you do that? Well, sir, said Poopoo, thoughtfully, because he was thinking about how he had to take Horatio to the doctor, whose name anybody ought to remember. I'll give you a lot of money, said Mr. Coromandel. I'll give you fifty cents if you bring him. Well, said Poopoo again, and he looked at Horatio and thought about the doctor, and he thought that Horatio did not look any the worse for having swallowed the radio, and that it might be all right if they waited until tomorrow before they saw the doctor, and then Poopoo had a very great idea, because sometimes he was clever like his father. Fifty cents isn't enough, said Poopoo. I want to come in and see your circus free in the best seats, and my father and my mother too. And Mr. Coromandel groaned very deeply, but at last he said, Very well, then, it's a bargain. Have him round at the side entrance of the circus at two o'clock tomorrow. And with that he went on up the street, and it was just in time, because at that moment Mr. Giulio, he had a second name which you ought to remember, left off singing, and a voice deep down inside Horatio said, This is KSFO San Francisco. But Mr. Coromandel was too far away to hear that, and Poopoo and Horatio trotted on down to Dr. Packinghampton. Of course, you remember that was the doctor's name. Poopoo walked up and rang the front doorbell with the front end of Horatio beside him, while the tail end was still out in the street, and the doctor opened the door for them himself. Come in, come in, said the doctor, and then he looked at Horatio and added, Well, perhaps not all of you. So they went down the hall to the doctor's consulting room, and there Dr. Packinghampton sat down in a big chair and said, Well. And as he said that, the portable radio which was in the middle of Horatio, which was out by the front door, said, Get a sample of Dr. Perugia's powders tonight. And Dr. Packinghampton said, "'What in the name of fortune is that?' Poopoo said, "'That's what we've come to see you about, doctor.' "'Oh, yes, of course,' said Dr. Packinghampton. "'Mrs. Brown told me about it on the telephone.' "'Well,' said Dr. Packinghampton, "'let's have a look at you. Open your mouth.' And so Horatio opened his mouth wide, and the doctor took a big spoon and held down Horatio's tongue with it. "'Say, ah, ah, ah!' said Dr. Packinghampton to him. And Horatio said, Ah, 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 but because he was a dragon, <sighs> but because he was a dragon, the moment he did that, a whole sheet of flame came out from his mouth and swirled round Dr. Packinghampton's head, and if Dr. Packinghampton had not ducked immediately, he would have had all his eyebrows burnt off. Goodness me, said Dr. Packinghampton, that's a very serious complication. And Poopoo said, "'Yes, it is,' which did not help Dr. Packinghampton very much. So the doctor scratched his head for a minute, and then he suddenly stood up. "'I know,' he said, and went out into the kitchen, and came back in half a minute with one of his wife's best extra-special fireproof glass casseroles. 
"'That's more like it,' said Dr. Packinghampton, and he put the casserole over his face, and held down Horatio's tongue once more, and said, "'Say, ah, ah, ah!' <sighs> And the flames came out and swirled all round the casserole, but of course it did not hurt because it was fireproof, and the doctor went on looking right down inside Horatio. "'Not so bad,' said the doctor. "'There is undoubtedly a portable radio down there.' And the portable radio said, "'This is KSFO San Francisco.' And Dr. Packinghampton said, "'Of course, we might have known without troubling to look down Horatio's throat, "'but in medicine it's best to explore every avenue. "'I think a light diet and not too much excitement, "'and we'll have a look at him again in a day or two.' "'Excuse me,' said Poo-Poo. "'He was always polite when he remembered. "'I wanted to know if Horatio could perform at the circus tomorrow.' "'Circus?' said Dr. Packinghampton. "'Circus? Oh, yes, I suppose he can, and that can't do much harm.' "'I'll come along and see him myself. "'It's years since any dragon of my acquaintance "'performed in the circus.' "'And to-morrow you will hear what happened "'when Poo-Poo took Horatio to the circus.'" End of chapter 7 Read for you by Kara Schallenberg www.kray.org On Sunday, July 28, 2013 In San Diego, California